Hello everyone and welcome to the Dirty Side of the Grid podcast where I've turned up late to qualifying but I'm like so late that I'm early if you get what I'm saying. I'm in I'm in Hungary right now so didn't even show up to France pretty much. You know how it is, cars that fast, you can miss races, stay ahead. Uh, that's just how it goes sometimes. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what, timed it perfectly. Uh, big news came out. Uh, I think it was yesterday, so perfect opportunity to talk about that. Um, yeah, as you can tell, if you're on the YouTube uh, or if you've been listening carefully, Yusuf still isn't here. I'm still by myself, but one car race, man, one man team. You know how it goes. Uh, I'm sure we'll be back soon. Uh, right in lines to bully me with, I'm assuming. Do you know what it is? I think it's just Mercedes are doing too well. That's mad to say, considering they came second and third in a really slow car. But, like, it's improvements, it's progress. Uh, you hate to see it something <laughs> depending on who you are. Um, nah, it's... We'll see how it goes. I mean, is this the last race coming up before the, the summer break? So, timings and that, time zones, you know how it gets. Uh, but I am here to review the French Grand Prix. And then, I mean, mainly just like preview the Hungarian one as well. I've got my French cap on, Alpine, you know how it gets. Um, yeah, found this in TK Maxx for a tenner. You love to see it. Uh, and yeah, I'm just going to be talking about the French Grand Prix, a couple of things that happened. But, you know, we'll start with the big news. Sebastian Vettel, all-time world champion. I think he's like fourth on the uh, all-time list in terms of race wins. And he's gone. Just like that, he's left. Um, it sounds like he's... he's. Uh, I'm not sure. A lot of it wasn't about his career. You know, actually, I don't think anyone's really picked up on this, but like weirdly, just thinking about it, this just came to me. He, he didn't really talk about his career. Like, I don't know if it goes without saying, but like normally people say, I've achieved what I wanted to achieve. I've done everything I set out to do. There's nothing more I can do in this sport. Uh, blah blah blah, that kind of thing. I feel like he still had a bit of the hunger there. I mean, obviously, I haven't really seen too many of the interviews, um, of him talking about it. But like, I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to put that into his big like reveal video, being like the last major bit of attention that he'll have on, or the the biggest bit of attention he'll have on the on the message. But a lot of it was focused around. I mean, that goes with Seb pretty much, isn't it? Like, he'd rather mention that than mention other stuff. So he was mainly talking about uh, spending time with his family, doing things off the track, and then being defined by his character and not his driving ability. But I don't know. I mean, part of me hopes that he would still be, like, somewhat driven, but I guess he's just in a, he's not in a great position. And people love to fantasize about him at Ferrari and stuff, but they kicked him out. So really and truly like that, that wasn't going to happen. And it's, I'm not going to say it's his fault, but like that, that's not like a relationship where, you know, he left on his own terms. It's like, it was very clearly they got rid of him. Um... But yeah, it's sad to see, to be honest, like overall, uh, someone who grew up watching Seb, uh, some of my earliest memories in F1 are uh, like watching him win races, 
that image of him uh, in the Indian Grand Prix, people always used doing the donuts and like bowing to his car is like, it's been like imprinted in my head since before I saw the picture online. Like it's, I don't know, it's an iconic image and it's just sad to see him go like uh, that whole generation of drivers. It's weird to think Lewis is the last one left. I mean, there's Alonso as well, but uh, he's almost like in a Kimmy position where you just don't really notice he's there. Uh, but yeah, nice. No, it's, it's sad to see him go. I am, I'm interested to see what he does in the future, though. He definitely spoke about uh, aiming for tough, big impacts, his biggest races yet to come and all of this stuff. So it sounds like he has big things coming. And the biggest thing, actually, is he started an Instagram account uh fully baited everyone everyone thought he started an inch like it was verified they were all like excited and stuff it turns out he just did it to announce his retirement but maybe we'll see more of him and it'll be interesting to see what he like carries on posting because like for people that don't know Seb has not had uh, a social media presence throughout his entire career like he's never not even when he was a kid like he didn't rookie year whatever it was peak years never had social media presence and there was actually a fan account which got i don't know if they got the at sebastian vettel but they were like this fan account had like so many hundreds of thousands of followers it was almost like common knowledge at this point that it was him but it wasn't and there was even one point that lewis hamilton was following this account and then like in a i think in like a press meeting or something they were sat next to each other and said mentioned he doesn't have an instagram and then lewis jokingly said like he's following the wrong account he was very surprised so yeah big deal interesting to see what he has to say uh and yeah i mean i just look forward to seeing what he has left but that does mean that interestingly we will have somewhat of a silly season because i don't know it was looking a bit dead this year it was looking like everyone was just going to keep their seats but luckily that's just throwing things up in the air because that Aston seat, it's not, it's not going to be a, like a, no one's dying to get, well, I mean, actually they are, but like, let's just say that car isn't as good as it was a couple years ago, but at the same time, people are still going to be wanting to get in it. Uh, things could definitely shovel about. Last time that Seb was leaving a team, obviously he left Ferrari, which was much bigger, but it caused science to fill a spot, Daniel to take his spot at McLaren. Uh, where was Daniel? And then either Ocon or I think it was Alonso came back to fill that spot. So big moves. It always causes a chain reaction because whenever one guy moves, there's like another spot opening up somewhere else. Um. So yeah, there's a lot of talk about shuffling and stuff. Even Daniel going to Aston, but like, it's it's almost as if like, if you're if you have an F1 seat and you end up in Seb's seat in that Aston, you've almost certainly taken a step backwards. So, if your name is linked with that seat, you kind of don't want that. That's not a good look for you. But yeah. I even know. And also, I haven't seen anyone mention his name, but if anyone says Nico Hulkenberg, like, see yourself out. There's no way that guy deserves that seat. He's had way too long in the sport to be sat there, man, like, super sub thinking that you can't know. 
guy's had permanency for too long. Got kicked out for a reason. You can't have him stay. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I can't think of who I'd want in that seat personally. Um, probably a rookie, to be honest. I wouldn't want anyone on the current grid to move down. Maybe, nah, nah, you know, I'm not going to say that. I'd say it's fine. It depends who moves. I've even heard a, like Alonso's name mentioned, but like, nah, Alpine is fine. I don't know why he'd do that. Alpine are pretty much the fourth fastest car, so you don't want, unless you're in a Williams, but like, even then, they're not even that much faster than Williams. They're both, they're probably like, just as, uh, what's it called? They probably just have the same amount of potential as each other. So, not really a step forward. Um, oh god. I'll save that for the end, but oh my god, I've just seen my um my fantasy team and uh, big man thing, yes, not looking good, bruv. It's not looking good. It oh my my jaw dropped. Okay, um anyway, so other news. Just in general, like talking points about like the track itself before we get into the actual race like i think the conversation has to be started now is the french grand prix really that bad like think about it obviously in the mercedes dominant years it was a walk in the park for them and it seemed like a track that really suited them but at the same time now really looking at it you know what like it's it's not even bad like last year it was like, it wasn't huge, it wasn't great, but it wasn't awful. And then... I don't know. I don't know, even now, like, it's just not... It's not bad. So... I'd say... I'd say the last race wasn't awful. And... In the years before, like, it hasn't been... It hasn't been an awful race. I know I'm waffling now, but, like... If you think about it, Verstappen was right behind Leclerc for quite a while. And I understand if you're a pessimist watching that, you're thinking nothing's happening, he's not getting past. But you've got to remember he was within a second for ages. So that was like tension building. And then he stops early and Leclerc stays out. So now there's a change in strategy. And sure, Leclerc's car is very clearly faster, but just the fact they split the strategy just opens things up because now you don't know what's going to happen until nearing the end of the race. I like that. And there was a lot of tension there. And if Leclerc didn't retire, we could have seen something interesting there. Obviously, Max went on to win by quite a lot because Mercedes just aren't there yet. But it definitely opened up potential. And in terms of the track, there's definitely... Like, it's not lacking for overtaking spots. It's just a bit... I don't know, man. It's just like a vanilla track. Like, sometimes you're craving vanilla. That's just how it goes. But, um, yeah, it's it's just a bit dry. I think if if they made it look better and then just added elevation changes for no reason somehow, just dumped, like, a fat hill above, like, leading into, like, Kota Turn 1, if you had, like, a fat hill going up to one of the corners and then a fat drop through one of the other ones... I think it would make it a much better circuit. I feel like the issue isn't actually with the racing, the things it produces, whatever. It's always the memes of like, oh, how do the drivers know where they're going? Because there's so many different configurations. It's not that confusing, really. 
if you ever played the F1 game, you know it. France isn't that confusing. It's not hard to gauge where you're turning because you're looking at it from an aerial view and you're just doing the same thing every lap. Like it's not difficult. It's just the problem is with the ugly looking lines around the side and then the huge runoff area, it just looks bad. But I reckon if they did some aesthetic changes, like they could really fix our circuit because in recent years, at least the racing hasn't been the issue. It's just the memes and the look. France is struggling to drop that um, boring title and it's just too little too late now because they, they're not getting away with that. This, the calendar's too stacked now. So it's looking like, I mean, for if South Africa's coming in, Spa is being spoken of at risk. There's no way France can stay with the uh, the return of what's that Potter as well coming back. There's no way France can afford to stay. So there's probably weaker links on the calendar, but they definitely don't have the money to be rearranging that circuit to make it good. And France probably has its like they probably have better circuits in that country anyway. So if you really want to race in France, just go somewhere else. So yeah mad and i guess the last one the last one you know what i i hate to bring this up now but i gotta do it max verstappen running away with the world championship if things went how they should have done last year this would be a brilliant story like the guy had a great year last year his you know consistency was solid his racing other than the dodgy stuff was all right and, you know, he's a very talented driver. And to lose it at the last race and then come back this year with strong machinery, but a very strong challenge and come out and prove again that he's got the consistency and all the rest of it. He could go and earn this title and it could be the one he wanted. It would almost be like, I don't know, Lewis. I'm trying to think of other drivers, but I can't actually. I'm sure there's others. Who am I thinking of? Kimmy, Kimmy definitely lost the uh, just a lot of the legendary drivers they lost the title in their first attempt and it's like it's not character building but it's like it's part of the arc do you know what I mean like Lewis in uh, what's it called the the China pit entry all the moments the gearbox whatever it was in um in 2007 and then to come back and win it in 2008 um like Max to go and have that year, then get finessed by Lewis in the last four races, and then come back this year and blow the wall with everyone, blow everyone out of the wall, whatever the saying is, that would have been huge. And you know what? He definitely deserves it this year. Like speaking, obviously, separate of last year. And it would, um, I don't know, it goes a long way for someone, a long way for someone who definitely should be breaking the records. Like, as someone who entered the the sport at 17, uh, the son of a racer, brought up to be a racer, coached by his dad, money as well, like all the resources you could imagine. Like the kids, if anyone was gonna, like if you picked who should be breaking the records, it should be this guy. So it's what you'd expect from him and he's doing a good job of it. It's just annoying to me, like the, <clears throat> this whole thing is still hanging over his head not because I feel bad for him but because like 
it's just not how it should have went. But anyway, we move on. But it's it's good to see. I'm not like it's like I root for him as a driver, but not like I'm not a fan of him, and I don't like his fans either. But it's hard to explain. But let's just say with the way he drove last year at champion and then like going this year as well overall over his career so far if he carries on this year the way he's gone so far he definitely deserves a a real championship to his name yeah that's all, that's all I'm going to say very much maybe he'll get more who knows but he's got an 8 year contract with Red Bull but to be fair out of all the teams Red Bull seems somehow weirdly extremely consistent with how they perform like their cars are always mad quick it's very impressive how they do that anyway going on to the actual race now so what do we have events and that yeah <clears throat> right you know what screw it let's go straight in ferrari how on earth? yeah yeah you know a good performance we're not doing that Ferrari, you're gonna have to wait. I swear, Ferrari get it every week, man. That's actually embarrassing. Imagine every week being like the number one talking point for like how you bottled the race differently. Okay. So, best performance. I'm gonna have to go with. See, we're kind of figuring it out in terms of who's got the fast cars and who doesn't. So. Wow, Stroll got points. Who would have thought? Uh, 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 um. I'm going to say Fernando, even though his cars clearly turned out to be the fourth fastest and he came sixth. So he's like naturally slotted into best of the rest. Fair play to him. See, but Alonso and Norris, you're now expecting to come sixth and seventh pretty much every race. I'm going to have to back the Mercedes boys again, to be honest. But even then, like... Now, you know what? Yeah, screw it. They get it. They deserve it. For beating Perez, for beating a Red Bull on pure pace, both of them, that's mad. That's huge. Their car was like, what, 9 tenths down in quality. And then in the race, Max put 10 seconds on them easily. Not even in the conversation. And they beat one of the Ferraris. Okay, yeah, to be fair, science started from the back. But still, that's very impressive. And once again, actually, I'm pretty sure if you add up the points, actually, no, no. Is it? 37 and then 20, 30. Is that 33, 20? Okay, yeah. So they didn't. Okay, so they haven't quite come away with the most points this week but they've definitely gained on ferrari which is mad again just too good to be honest i don't know how they're doing it i just need this car fixed like desperately i desperately need this car good when this car comes good everything's good hungary we'll see what happens but once we go to spa and everyone has legal flaws on their car it's going to be very interesting, and I hope it's a different story, because if that turns the season around, it could be mad. 
I'm dying. I need Mercedes dominance in the second half of the season. I need Lewis to come out like he does normally in the second half of the season. Right. You know, yeah, no one really... I wasn't really paying attention to the midfield, to be honest. I was just so interested in the, the like, front stuff. But even then, once that died down, I just lost interest. My dad actually fell asleep, like, four times mid-race in the first half as well. So, says a lot. Um, worst performance. It's going to have to be Charles, isn't it? It really is going to have to be Charles. How are you going to spin out from first when you've proven as well that you're in the fastest car? Like, no one else. The spotlight really is on him. Because I'm sure other people made some horrendous errors and definitely baited themselves out. But this guy, to crash from first, human error. That's bad. That's really bad. Like, honestly, I actually thought as well, when he mentioned something over the radio about throttle and stuff, I actually thought there might have been a problem with it. But it looked like genuinely he's just done what he did in Imola, gone too fast into a corner and then spun it. And it's just so unnecessary. Like, obviously, the car seemed a little bit oversteery. It was sliding through a lot of the corners, but there's no way you should be doing that, especially, like, it's unforced. Like, this isn't the last lap and you're chasing him down and all the rest of it like obviously you're doing push laps but you're it's an empty track like time trials bro like you're doing time trials you've bottled it on a time trial there's no one near you there's no one ahead of you there's no one behind you you've got the track to yourself it's just you and the machinery and you've ended up making it you and the barrier you put yourself in a love triangle with the barrier how why is the barrier involved how did that happen why are you cheating on your car with the barrier that's my question It's tough. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. But people want to like Ferrari fans hate when you say like Leclerc can't handle the pressure and all of this stuff and he bottles it under pressure and he can't handle it. And I hate people questioning Leclerc's talent because there's no way. I'm sorry, but my here's my thing, right? That my litmus test for drivers being good is if they get shoved on a fast car, they need to be quick instantly. Lewis Hamilton, I will always use him as my first example. You put him in his rookie year in that 2007 McLaren, capable of winning a championship alongside the reigning two-time world champion. And the guy finessed him in the first corner of his career and then continued to prove he was consistent. He got like podiums in his first few races, won like his fourth race or whatever it was, I can't remember. And then, yeah, just quick off the bat. There's no adjusting period. There's no give me a sec, it's straight in there. Verstappen, same thing, comes in, gets put in that uh, Red Bull in 2016 uh, in Spain, and sure, both Mercedes wiped themselves out, but the guy ended up winning his first race, showed he had speed, instantly. Who else is there? Leclerc, you know, we'll get on to George Russell, insecure, everyone was like, oh, you know, it's only one race, blah, 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 you can't really say too much. That guy got shoved in a Mercedes in shoes that didn't fit, in a seat that didn't fit, in the wrong height and all the rest of it, whatever it is. This car is too small for him, and he went and put, he was like within a tenth of Bottas uh, for pole, and then he should have won that race. The guy dusted him twice on track, off the race start, and like in the, like he just put a great overtake on him midway through the race. 
if you're quick instantly in a fast car, then I'm sorry, but I don't doubt your talent anymore. Leclerc was already quick, proven himself, got put into a Ferrari in his second year in F1. And he was quick in that Ferrari. In 2019, he should have won the race in Bahrain. Bahrain, oh, you, you're just going to hate me for that. That was awful. Uh, and then he did end up winning twice that year. And he showed with other performances that he was quick. So there's no doubt he has the talent. And at the same time, you can't say that he'll bottle it under pressure all the time because the guy's been under pressure. 2019 Monza with Lewis Hamilton hunting him down. That was pressure. You're telling me that that's probably the most pressure he's faced in his career. So I don't doubt the fact that he, he can handle the pressure. It's just I don't know why he keeps making the mistakes. You can say he's mistake prone. I don't think it's pressure. Maybe he tries too hard. Maybe the guy's sweating a bit too much. But I don't think it's pressure related. And I don't think it's talent related. So definitely don't doubt his talent and don't question himself under pressure because, yeah, if anything, he would have bottled it. But I'm pretty. I've seen Rosberg bottle it. USA 2015. The guy spun for no reason, gave Lewis the win, lost the championship with like four races to spare. Horrendous season. I don't like this. He does need to fix it though. That's the problem. Maybe he's sweating it because to be fair, like if I'm telling you that you've got you've got to win this championship and Ferrari is your team, you do imagine it like you're you're just gonna be sabotaged at any point. Like you've got all this pressure to like I don't know, this expectation that you've got to make sure you capitalise on every opportunity because you have no idea at what point Ferrari are going to mess you up. So maybe he's driving extra hard to make sure that he doesn't get finessed with Ferrari's strategy or like engine failure, whatever it is. But I don't know, he can't be doing that. He can't afford to do that, especially because Max doesn't really do that often. And when he does, he gets away with it. So you definitely can't be doing that, especially like crashing from first. Guaranteed first place, Max taking second. And that's the thing, when Max doesn't win, he'll take second. So you've got to be there. The problem with Leclerc is he'll either win or he'll come last by not finishing. Max will either win or he'll come second. So he's just got to... I don't know what it is, but he's got to gather his force over the summer and come back and and really go for it because this championship is being gifted to Max again, legally this time. Um, underrated. I mean, science didn't do too bad. Got the drive-through penalty kind of got him. Um. But yeah, maybe, maybe Russell, potentially, he did well. The little thing with the uh, the restart was good. Um, it was a good battle with him and Perez. Still find it mad that he was fighting a Red Bull. Um, I think that's about it, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think anyone else deserves it. 
maybe Stroll for the points, but like, actually, no, nah, actually, even then, Stroll did some dodgy stuff. Vettel should have had those points or that one point, the singular point. Stroll, people, I saw a talk, okay, I saw a little bit of talk about this. I've, I follow a couple Stroll fans, a couple, everyone seems to be a Vettel fan on Twitter. And here's what I don't understand. Vettel's going for the switchback and Stroll like lifts off to bait him into it, whatever it is. Vettel somehow avoids contact with him. I understand why Stroll did that because the guy has lost a uh, position before just on the run up to the finish line in Baku. I think it was 2017. But at the same time, you can't be doing that to your teammate. Like it's a trick that you use, but not on your teammate, surely. I think it was a little bit over the top. Like, it was slightly unneeded, but at the same time, like, like it's not penalty-worthy, I don't think. It, it all depends on how um how Vettel takes it, I guess. If Vettel thought it was fair, then it's fair. If Vettel's complaining afterwards, then clearly they have a different agreement with how you should be racing his teammates. So, it's all dependent on that. Either way, I don't think Vettel's losing sleep over missing out on that one point. So... The end of the day, Stroll can have it, put it on his CV, and try get the number one driver contract for next year, which he's probably going to get anyway. But it's fine. Might as well. Always love to fluff up your CV a little bit. Um, what else do we have going on? I think that's about it. To be honest, like I don't know what else to say. That's not really, nothing much else happened. I guess, no, I'll do that during the predictions. I haven't looked at the practice stuff, but two of the practice sessions have happened, so I might have a look at that real quick. Um, See what's going on. Actually, no, I take that back. Let's do the predictions first. Right, so. Spoilers, I haven't. I tried to contact Yusuf. To be honest, I completely forgot to contact him about predictions for France, but he hasn't responded about... I think I messaged him on Monday. Today's Friday. So... I don't know what's going on, but... Continue with mine as normal. Will I count these as points towards myself? even though he unfairly didn't get the chance to gain. Maybe, I'll, you know, I'll put it in brackets. I'll put it in brackets as a win. I mean, it's a guaranteed win, which makes it, you know, okay, let's, if if I have a good week, I'll put the num. I'll put like an extra one in brackets. If it's bad, then I don't deserve it. So, listen, I will earn this point, even though it's not really a point and it shouldn't be earned. But I will do it anyway. If I need to max Verstappen this predictions championship, then I will do that. Um, let's do this. Right. So my qualifying top three, I said Leclerc pole, Verstappen second, and Russell third. E Russell came sixth. It was Perez by a clear margin. So I got two out of the three. That's not bad. Race result. I am a legend for this. So I said Verstappen would win, which is right. I said Hamilton would come second, which was big, and I was right. And then I said Perez would come third. 
and Perez came fourth to Russell by like a second. That's mad. Driver of the day, I said would be Max Verstappen. Now, I don't actually know who it was, but I feel like it was science. I'm pretty sure it was science, at least. I will have to find out, but I'm pretty sure it was him. Um, Bear with me while I try and find this. Once again, just like last week, it doesn't matter at all. But it needs to happen. Yeah, okay, it was science. This one annoys me because I really should have got this. I genuinely should have got that because with the fiery engine blow up, I should have known he would have taken a penalty, then would have done a comeback drive and got driver of the day. Like logically, it just makes sense. Like it's so predictable, but I still fumbled it. So, what can you do? Um, oh, how on earth were there this many DNFs? I said there'd be two, there were four. I was right as well. They weren't even... Okay, so, like, Leclerc's was a driving incident. It wasn't like a crash, but it was driving. I think the rest were all mechanical failures. Joe was also still classified, even though he didn't finish. So, technically, there weren't even four. There were five, but, like, on the list, it says four. That's so tough. You know what? Purely for predicting Lewis... I was going to give myself the point anyway. If you actually genuinely thought I wasn't going to give myself the point, then, like, I don't know who you think you are. Okay, no, I might have done. We'll see, slightly. Anyway, let's get these fresh predictions in. So, Hungary. Here's the thing, right? Wait, what on earth have I done? Hungary prediction. I've done something wrong in my document, but I'm going to have to fix it in a minute. Anyway, the point is, what on earth is this? Oh, I didn't. Uh, technical difficulties, as Yusuf would say. Oh, this so, that's so sad. I wish he was here to say that. It's more funny when he says it. Right. Okay, so hungry. Street circuit, bumpy track, high down force, slow corners. One big straight where you can overtake. But you need to be good in the corners beforehand to get the opportunity to do that. F1 game. Listen, if you don't know about the F1 game, just get the F1 game. You don't even need this year's. Get like 2050 and I'm sure most of the tracks carry over. Learn the tracks. It's not that hard. It's a good time. Genuinely, to be honest, watching F1 is so much more enjoyable and you know what the tracks are. Like when I watch Imola or like Automat or all these ones that like weren't on the calendar beforehand and you don't know what the corners are, it's not that fun. When you know it, it's actually great. Um, Let's see. So, qualifying. All the recent polls have gone to Charles Leclerc. Do I trust that he will do it again? High down force. I want to get uh, a Red Bull good at high. Normally, you just say Red Bull because they're, they've always been the high down force team, but their straight line speed is insane. And I don't think they're that good in the corners. Maybe they are. You know, I'm just going to go with. You know what? 
Carlos Sainz had a great lap. Ah, but they're not high speed. No, actually, the middle sector is quite high speed. Cool. You know what? I'm going to say Ferrari 1-2 on qualifying. I'm going to say that Max Verstappen somehow gets dusted by Carlos Sainz in qualifying. I'm going to say Charles Leclerc. Imagine it rains. It's close enough that I can check the weather in Hungary for two days from now. I mean, oh, no, qualifying is tomorrow, to be fair. I haven't checked practice as well, by the way. So I'm doing this without seeing practice because we never watch practice when we do this. Charles Leclerc. Um, Carlos Sainz. And then Max Verstappen. <clears throat> Race top three. Ah, oh, this is so tough, man. The last race win before... There's a name that I really want to say, and it makes absolutely no sense to say this, but I really want it to be true. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because the fairy tale would be incredible and I really want it to happen. I'm going to say Lewis Hamilton wins his first race of the season in Hungary, a track he does very well at, a track that he likes, a track where... Things can go wrong for a lot of people. Yeah, I'm not really going to say too much more. I'm assuming I'm going to get proven wrong in practice because, like, Mercedes came last. But who watches practice, realistically? Um, I'm going to say second place is going to go to Sergio Perez. I'm really going out there, you know. I feel like something's going to happen. I, actually, I don't. I'm hoping something happens. There's a big difference, but... Just hear me out. Perez second. And Lando Norris. No. No, surely not. He's going to do it. No, wait, hold on. What about Carlos? Where's Carlos gone? Does Carlos still exist in this universe? Yeah, no, Norris is way too slow. There's no way. What happens to Russell? Surely Russell does look good. No, I'm going to say Carlos Sainz. Screw it. Okay. I'm going to say, oh, but then Lewis doesn't even qualify in the top five and he wins it. Yeah, screw it. You know what? He does. He does. Lewis Hamilton qualifying outside the top three and then backs it. Driver of the day is going to be Lewis. I'm sticking with this. This is completely... It's because it's an automatic victory. That's probably why I'm doing this. I'm going to take this chance. Listen, if you think my predictions are boring normally, I'm fully going all out. The moment Yusuf comes back, it's going to be Max Verstappen, driver of the day, Max Verstappen, winner, Charles Club hole. But for now, let me have fun. DNFs, I'm going to go with seven. Like, let's go for it. Like, I'm sending it. If this works, I'm a legend. I've partly gone for that purely because there were six or five, and that was France. So, I'm expecting big things from Hungary. It might be insanely boring, but I'm kind of hoping for a bit of, like, bowling in the first corner, a couple little, like, lazy taps and incidents here and there. Uh, so, we'll see what happens. Uh, and then quickly, since we have the opportunity, I might as well have a look at the practice session, see what happened. Looking at first practice, science is quickest. Interesting. Leclerc showing pace. No, sorry, Norris, I meant. Norris is showing pace. Mercedes are slow, but like 
slow as they normally are, it's looking like Alpine are a bit off. I don't know. I don't read. I don't know how to read into practice because I never really read into practice. And then once I've read into practice, I don't look at it afterwards to see how right I was. Whoa. Practice two. Yeah, they're well off the pace. Uh, what do we have? The usual people up front. Norris doing very fast. That's going to be McLaren. Oh, wait. Ricardo's fifth. McLaren or fast? Interesting. Alonso, Vettel up there. See, that's the thing. Like Vettel's in seventh in second practice. But you know for a fact he's finishing 12th, Nick. Like, between 12th and 15th. So... I don't know. I don't know what to believe. Either way, Mercedes are between nine tenths and a second off the pace, which is pretty standard for them. Uh, it's not looking good, bruv. Uh, that's going to have to call it, to be honest. I would love to change my predictions, but I don't want to. Uh, and yeah. But I can't anyway, to be fair. In terms of the so the fantasy team, actually, just quickly before I wrap this up. The fantasy team, I actually turned out to get fourth in the race week with 129 points. So it's a horrendous points total, but to be fair, it's not bad. Um, In terms of the leaderboard, I am, I think I've pushed my way back up to sixth. Yeah. I am, oh, oh, I have to use my Mega Driver. I think a lot of people are going to forget to use the Mega Driver. If you're watching this right now, use your Mega Driver. I'm going to have to back it. I'm probably just going to slap it on Max Verstappen and hope for the best. Uh, if he retires, I'm finished. But I'm within 100 points of like fourth place. Oh, even third is very close. If I get a very good points total and everyone forgets to use their Mega Driver, I could back a third place. I'll still be quite a bit off Yusuf and uh, with Seam in second, but a lot of potential there. A lot of potential. I wonder where they came. Yusuf came seventh and with Seam came... Ah, oh, he came third. Okay. But I, everyone gained on Yusuf. Well, most people gained on Yusuf last week. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to end it there. Thank you very much for listening. If you somehow made it this far, um, hopefully you'll be having guests on over the summer. I'd quite like to get some people on. So we'll have to see how possible that is. Um, let me know what you think. Uh, comments and feedback are always greatly appreciated and i will see you in a couple days hopefully but maybe a week for the hungarian grand prix race review which will be the last race before the summer break thank you very much and goodbye